Hello, welcome to this episode of Surviving Fandom. In this episode, we'll be talking about gatekeeping. Hello, everyone. I hope you've had a good couple of weeks. I uh, didn't get a chance to record last week, and, you know, it's holiday season, so of course it's been a little crazy, and I haven't really had much downtime. I did manage to write out what I want to talk about today, which is gatekeeping. And so I thought I would just launch into the episode and just say that if you need to, or rather want to get in touch with me and tell me your story, you can email me at survivingfandompodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter, Surviving FNDM, and you can also find me on Tumblr as Ben Barnes is my husband, uh, separated by hyphens. Okay, so gatekeeping. So gatekeeping in fandom shows up in all sorts of ways. Gatekeeping in general is not a new concept. Sports fans have a tendency to do it all the time. Casual fans are not real fans, they might say. First, you can't just watch a game once in a while or when it's convenient. You have to watch every game regardless of what's going on in your life or someone else's. You have to know the players, their stats, the team's stats. Basically, you have to be in the know about everything before you can call yourself a quote-unquote real fan, and your dedication to games and the team has to be absolute. I'm thinking of that movie with Jimmy Fallon and um, Drew Barrymore, and I'm drawing a blank on the name, but if you've ever seen that movie or have a chance to see it and just look up Drew Barrymore jimmy fallon and red Sox, and it will come up um he is an example of an absolute fan and the the sort of fan that people expect you to be in sports teams so in fandom it's not that much different and what brought me to gatekeeping was a post on tumblr in which a few loki fans were lamenting about how they hated the loki series on disney because it did not do Loki any favors, in their opinion. It was too mean to Loki, basically, was the premise of their posts. I have tried to find this post, and I can't find it now. And quite honestly, I don't really want to spend that much time going back and um, rereading it, because it just infuriated me when I did read it. So the post went on to condemn those who did like the show and claimed that those who did were not real fans of Loki as a character because they didn't care about him and his well-being. The post, as I said, enraged me because if there's one thing I can't stand, it's when fans state claim over a character, show, what have you, and declare they are true fans because they have a certain ideology and that others who do not share that ideology are clearly not the true fans. And what I think of when I see things like that is that gif of Jon Stewart saying bull fucking shit. So my temper was sparked enough that I did make a post about 
such tomfoolery. And I wrote, I don't understand fans who feel they can tell other fans that they aren't quote unquote true fans for enjoying something because apparently they weren't supposed to. For an example, Loki fans telling other people they weren't supposed to enjoy Loki the series, and if they did, they aren't really fans of Loki. Then I inserted a gift of John Mulaney saying, get out of here with that shit. So I had people respond to the post, and they weren't arguing with me, which was surprising because it's Tumblr. And there's always one. But they were agreeing with me. One even thanked me and commented that when she read that same post, she felt attacked and as though she was somehow a terrible person for enjoying the Loki series. The post actually gave her anxiety because she thought maybe there was something wrong with her. A little bit of an extreme reaction, but still, I understand the sentiment because when you have some like a group of people coming out and saying something so strongly, you kind of feel like, maybe I need to give this more thought. Um, So listen, no one should tell anyone who is a true fan and who is not. I don't care if you tattooed an actor's signature on your arm. FYI, I knew someone that actually tattooed James Marster's signature. And for those who didn't know, don't know, he played Spike on Buffy. And yeah, he signed her arm and then she turned that into a tattoo. Okay, I don't care if you've collected a bottle of your tears to send to your favorite actor or actress. You don't get the right to declare you're a true fan and someone else is not. That isn't a thing, okay? It's not a thing. There are no levels to being a fan. There are only levels of obsession and the lengths you will go to you will go for that obsession. Trust me, I know, because I'm a fan of many things. But I have different levels of obsessing over one particular thing. And enjoying the Loki series does not mean you hate Loki. As one fan pointed out, if people go around saying they don't like the series, then guess what? The series gets pulled and then we have no lo- no more Loki. And I don't know about anyone else, but I don't want to live in a world where I don't get any more Loki, Okay. I want all the Loki. We can get into the semantics of character destruction, which I will happily go on about for hours when it comes to Game of Thrones, but that's not what this episode is about. And honestly, I really think I could devote like an entire, I don't know, season podcast on dismantling what D&D did to Game of Thrones. Bottom line to all of this no one gets to tell you that you are not a fan of something because you don't hold the same beliefs about the show or character or you have a different interpretation of the text or show or character and you should not do the same to others do not tell people i'm a true fan and you are not and while we're on the topic of this because this sparked another thought Please don't kink shame anyone. So a couple years ago, I came across a John and Sansa shipper who decided to not stay in her lane. And this person I have had, I have had a run in with, and I could tell you many more stories about that. 
And so she decided that she was going to make the lives of the Thramsey shippers hell. Thramsey, for those who don't know, is Theon and Ramsey from, you guessed it, Game of Thrones. She explained this further, because if I don't, it will not make sense. Ramsey was a sadistic bastard, literally, who enjoyed causing others pain. He made the character of Theon his whipping boy and started by cutting off his dick. So that is not a really healthy relationship, one might say. Thramsey shippers are, from what I was able to ascertain when I went into their tags, mostly into BDSM. And that's what draw that's like what they focus on when they write um, Theon and Ramsey. And that's kind of what I saw and reflected in their art as well. So, and I'm not saying that's across the board. That's obviously not. I'm just talking about a sampling that I got. So they write that kind of relationship. Not everybody again, but for the most part, that's what I saw. And some of it is consensual between them and some of it is not. It's not the sandbox I want to play in, but you do you. Well, this woman decided that she was going to make it her problem that and consequently, consequently, the Thramsey shippers problem by harassing them about how gross and wrong they are and how they must all be in abusive relationships. A world of no here. Okay, now I know for a fact that this woman just liked to cause trouble for the sake of it, and everyone had a story about their interactions with her. I would like to note that this is a person who created a whole other tag for Jonsa that she wanted people to use because she wanted to create a more positive environment. I refused to use that tag because fuck her and her I want to make this more positive, but I'm going to go around and stir the pot and create problems in the fandom because I'm bored. So anyway, a corner, a corner of the fandom, Thramsey, that was happily doing their own thing, was being attacked by this woman and being shamed for their kinks. I did post in their defense because there was absolutely no reason for it other than to create drama. And I should note here that I am the kind of person who roots for the underdog and can't stand injustices. So I will defend people if I see they are being unfairly attacked. And the Thramsey shippers were being unfairly attacked. They had not launched anything in our direction. They were just doing their own thing. And these people, her and her minions, decided to just create problems. It died down after a day or two because I think most people, aside from this woman's minions, wanted no part in the shaming of Thram Thramsey shippers and probably felt like, this is ridiculous. Why is this even a thing? And this isn't the first time I've seen this type of behavior. I've seen hundreds of kink warnings and pleas from writers and artists to please not kink shame. If you're into pedophilia, however, you're fair game because no. But just because you are in, you are into a kink in fandom doesn't mean you are in an abusive relationship. It doesn't even mean that you're in an abusive relationship if you're into kink in real life. I know one of my dearest friends is into kinks and he is not in an abusive relationship. 
And that seems to be the general leap in fanfic. I like to read and write about alpha males. That does not mean I want them in real life. And even if I did, no one's business but mine. And nobody should be making assumptions about my life based on what I've written. By kink shaming or by accusing someone of being in abusive relationships, you don't know what sort of things you're unleashing. It goes without saying shame is the big one. Anxiety, distress, alienation, triggering. You don't know that a fic is being used as a way to work through something. Also, maybe for them it's just fun and what they like. You don't get to make those assumptions about somebody. How is what a Thramsey shipper writing about how are they hurting anyone unless you're in the ship and you don't like the way someone writes them there are plenty of other fix to choose from bottom line stay in your lane and as I explained once before about my experience with the old John Sigard wanting to keep me out for playing in their sandbox which is another form of gatekeeping please don't do that It can be easy to do when new people are flooding into the fandom you're part of and you're not sure of everyone yet. There is a bond that can happen in a fandom where you end up seeing the same people posting and get to know them, get to know them. Maybe not personally, but you get to know them by their posts and their fic and their art. And that's how a fandom community forms. And Honestly, in some weird way, I get the notion of feeling as though a new person is an interloper. You're happy in your little bubble and know already who to talk to and who to avoid. And so another person or persons, plural, coming in feels a little daunting. What will this person bring to the fandom, you might ask? Will they be problematic? Will they be cool? If you're like me, you might wonder if they'll write something that everyone fawns all over and if you might have to destroy them. My advice? Don't. Just don't. You don't have to reach out to them personally. You can wait and see what happens. Or you can make a blanket post wherever you are welcoming new people to the fandom. It it will make them feel good. It will make them feel welcome. And it's a great way to continue building community in your fandom. And that should always be the goal. So this is a really short episode this week um, because I just really wanted to be able to talk about gatekeeping real quick and um, I'm hoping that the next episode we do I will have a guest Um, and that's another reason to send me an email or to reach out to me if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast and talk to me about stuff that'd be great or if you want to send me a story and I can read it on air about your your experience that would be great too um so everybody have a good week and if I don't post next week have a great holiday and I will talk to you soon